Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Saturday, September the 30th, 2023 at 10.27 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus? Why? That's, I think that's a very important question. Why are you seeking Christ? Why are you reading your Bible? Why are you praying? Why are you going to church? Why are you doing anything where you are pursuing Christ, seeking Christ, serving Christ? Maybe we should refer to today's focus as why are you serving Christ? Why are you seeking him? I may, I may change the title to why are you serving Christ? That why question, why is very important because here's the thing. Is it possible that you are doing a many good things from a religious perspective, from a Christian perspective, from a biblical perspective? You're doing good things, but you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. So why are you really serving Christ? Why are you really seeking Christ? It's that why that I want you to ponder today for your today's focus. I really want you to think about this. And again, as always for the today's focus, I hand this to you so that hopefully it will spark some very important conversations and discussions. But let, let's start with this. I want to read to you two, I think, very powerful quotes. Two very powerful quotes. Quote number one, the last temptation is the greatest treason to do the right deed for the wrong reason. The last temptation is the greatest treason to do the right deed for the wrong reason. Here's quote number two. I've done everything for the wrong reasons. All the good works people credit to me are nothing because I do them expecting God to repay me. I thought if I worked hard enough, God would have to give me what I wanted. The truth is, I've never served the Lord at all. I was always serving myself. Let me read. Both of these quotes, one more time. The last temptation is the greatest treason to do the right deed for the wrong reason. And the second quote, listen carefully. I've done everything for the wrong reason. All the good works people credit to me are nothing because I did, did them expecting God to repay me. I thought if I worked hard enough, God would have to give me what I wanted. The truth is, I've never served the Lord, Lord at all. I was always serving myself. So let me ask you, why are you serving the Lord? Why are you seeking Christ? Why are you going to wake up tomorrow and go to church? Why are you going to possibly read your Bible today or study your Bible? Why are you going to pray today? Why are you going to do anything in, as, in regards to Scripture, Christ, church, Christianity, the kingdom of God, theology, doctrine, praise, thanksgiving? Why are you doing any of it? Why is the question. Now, with that as kind of our foundation, I'm going to present to you 
the te- to I'm kind of giving you the topic for your today's focus. I'm kind of giving you the question for you to ponder, for you to think about. And what led to this question, what led to me pondering this entire concept was John chapter 6. Now, my my goal is I really wanted to focus on John chapter 6, verses 22, all the way probably to 51, right? I mean, that's a large section of scripture. There's so many things we could talk about. And I present that to you today for you to just, you know, feed upon, meditate on, read, think about John chapter 6, verse 22 to 51. So much there, so much there. But I'm going to just now focus on one I think one key verse, but I'm going to give us at least some context here, all right? John chapter 6, verse 22. The day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save that one whereinto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. So you have a group of people, and they're kind of looking around, and like, where's Jesus? Where did the disciples go? All right, they're they're doing that. Now, this all comes after the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus has fed the 5,000 in this miraculous providing food for all of these people. All right. So now they're kind of looking around trying to figure out where they, where they're, where at, where they're at and, and they're gone. And it says, how be it there came other boats from Tiberias nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. After that, the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. Now they're seeking for Jesus. They're looking around. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Now that looks like a good thing, right? You're like, revival has broken out. All of these people are looking. I mean, they're looking and they even get into boats to go find Jesus. I mean, this is not like, well, he's not here. Well, it was great that he was here. I'm going to go back home now. No, no, get a boat, get a ship. Let's get on it. Let's go find Jesus. That'd be like, what? What spirituality, what godliness, what spiritual hunger, what spiritual desire, what spiritual passion. They're not lazy. They, they, they're, they're not seeking worldly things. They're after Jesus. Keep reading. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? They're like, hey, when did you get here? They're trying to figure out how did you get here? When did you get here? And what does Jesus answer? His answer is is somewhat kind of shocking because it looks like, man, they come looking for me. They try to find me. They want to know where, you know, how, how basically how did I get here? When did you get here? And then Jesus just ignores, he ignores their seeking after him. He, they really, he ignores their question. He ignores everything because he's going to go right directly to the motive. He's going to, he's just going to immediately expose their motive. And this is a situation where it looks like they're doing the right thing, but the motive seems to be called into question here. Look what happens. Verse 26, John 6, verse 26. Jesus answered them and said, verily, verily, I say unto you, you, ye seek me, not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Now that is basically equivalent to a verbal slap in the face. 
Hey, they look, they, they wake up, they look around, they can't find Jesus. We got to find Jesus, got to find you. Someone get a boat. Hey, let's go over there. Oh, Jesus, wh- when did you get here? And then Jesus just, he, he's not friendly. He doesn't say anything. He just looks at them. And again, let me just, just, just write those words down. Verily, verily. It's almost like truly, truly, I say unto you, ye seek me not because you saw the miracles but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. You're not seeking me because you saw a miracle and now you've come to worship or you've come to glorify the Father or glorify me. You, 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 you're not here because you understand now who I am, that I'm the eternal Son of God. I'm the, the Messiah. You're not here for any other reason than other, than, again, how does he say it at the end of that verse? Because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. You are here because you received physical food and you felt physical satisfaction. And because you had a little bit of physical satisfaction, now you've come because you want more. In fact, look what he says. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Hey, stop looking, stop seeking, stop pursuing, stop working for, as he puts it, the meat that perisheth. Stop looking for that which is going to perish. Stop looking for that which is temporal. Look, Stop looking, stop working, stop seeking for that because you're not seeking God. You're not seeking etern- something eternal. You're not seeking that which is spiritual. You are simply seeking me because you have a desire and it has been met at least temporarily. And now you want more. Now, now, now why do you seek God? Do you seek him because hopefully he'll give you a sense of peace? Do you seek him because hopefully he'll do this for you? He'll do this for you. You seek him because you want him to do this. Or do you seek him because, well, he is God and he is worthy of all praise and he is worthy of us serving him, not for what we get, but because he is the creator. He's the eternal sovereign God. Why are you seeking him today? Now, they have a long dialogue here that continues in verse 28, right? And it continues and it continues and it goes for um, a relatively long time. I mean, I mean, it goes, I mean, you can, you can read it. Um, they begin to start murmuring. Uh, then if you look at verse uh, 41, then the Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. Right. They begin to murmur and they begin to have some problems. Right. Um, and then all the way down to verse 60, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it. Right. And he says, doth this offend you? Like he's 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 offending the Jews. He's probably offending the people who come seeking him. Uh, he's offending his disciples. He's offending a lot of people right here. He's really, he's really not making a, a lot of friends and influencing a lot of people. And then look at how this whole section ends in verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. And then Jesus says unto uh, to the 12, will you also go away? 
Now these people all come seeking him and you think this would be like, this would be, hey, revival. This is amazing. Let's get the news. Let's bring in the news. Let's get this on the Christian post. Let's get this everywhere. Let's get this on social media. Someone get their phone. Let's take a picture of all these people coming. Look at, look at the crowd coming. Look at them getting out of their boats. Look at this crowd. They all came seeking Jesus. Amen. But Jesus says, I, I don't care about the numbers. I don't care how many of you come seeking me. Why are you really here? Why are you really here? Now, in fact, he doesn't even, he doesn't, to be fair, I'm presenting it as a question. Jesus doesn't have to present it as a question because he knows why they're here. So in fact, well, Jesus doesn't really ask them why. He tells them why. <laughs> okay. He, the crowd all shows up and he says, truly, truly, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Jesus doesn't bother to even ask the why. He tells them, I'll tell you why you're here. He's not enamored. He's not overwhelmed by the crowd. He's not influenced by the numbers. He's like, I know why you're here and you're not here for the reason you should be. You're not here to follow the eternal son of God, to worship, to serve, to learn. You're here because I fed the 5,000 and now you know, oh, he can make food. Well, if he can feed all the time, let's follow him around and we will never be hungry again for physical food. You're here for because you have physical wants and physical needs and you think I will satisfy them. You're seeking me because you have wants and needs and you're here to get your wants and needs met. You're not here to serve and glorify me. You're here to serve yourself. Well, come on. I can't be the only one this is convicting to. As a pastor, when I stand behind a pulpit, what am I doing? Am I truly there to serve God or am I serving myself? Come on. Why am I really doing it? Is it to serve God? When I sit down in front of this microphone in this studio, am I doing it to serve you? Am I doing it to serve Christ? Am I doing it... Or am I doing it to serve myself? Am I trying to build a bigger platform for me? Am I trying to get more recognition for me? Do I, is it about me? Is it about me? Is it a, when does ministry stop being about Christ and becomes about us? When it becomes about our buildings and our, and our programs and money and budgets? And when does it become about us versus Christ? And listen, 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 listen. Hey, don't sit there and go, amen, amen. Too many pastors and too many churches are all in it about themselves. How about the people sitting in the pew? What are you really there for? What are you, are you there for yourself to have your wants and your needs met? You don't care. And if you don't get your wants and your needs met, you leave and you don't care who you leave. You don't care. You don't care. You don't care how it impacts the people left behind. You don't care how it impacts the church. You don't care. You don't care about anybody but yourself. Look, this, this seeking and doing and serving for the wrong reasons is a problem in all of us because we have a sinful nature and the sinful nature never has good motives. It never has right motives. The key is we have to ask, look, we sometimes need Jesus in a sense. 
metaphorically speaking, this obviously he only speaks to us in his word, but in this sense, he does speak to us right here. In fact, take this verse today and ask Jesus saying that to you, verily, verily, you seek me not for the right reason. You seek me for a fleshly, carnal reason. And, 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 and just be willing to admit and which ways you do that. Plenty of people sit in the pew and they're there for themselves. It's all about them. Many people listen to a Christian podcast and really it's all about them. We think about ourselves. We, we, we pursue what we want. We, we, uh, look, we, we, we are guilty over and over and over again. Let, let me read those two quotes again that we started with. The last temptation is the greatest treason to do the right deed for the wrong reason. Second quote, I've done everything for the wrong reasons. All the good works people credit to me are nothing because I did them expecting God to repay me. I thought if I worked hard enough, God would have to give me what I wanted. The truth is I've never served the Lord at all. I was always serving myself. Why are you seeking him? And what does it take? To me, this is a beautiful picture. What is it that motivates you to get up, go look for Jesus, get on a boat, sail across a body of water, to find Jesus. What is it that motivates you to serve him, to seek him, to pursue him? What is the thing? What is the number one motivation to get you to pursue Jesus, serve him, seek him, read the Bible, go to church? What, what, what is the number one motivation? You got to figure out what that motivation is. Figure out what that number one motivation is and see if it's a good motivation or if it's a wrong motivation. And then here is, here's the next question. So that's John 6 verse 26. And then John 6, 66, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. What is it that motivates you to seek? And what will it take for you to walk away? We, we could, what does it take to get you to go to church? And what does it take to get you to leave? What, what motivates you to go after and what, what will motivate you to walk away? Most of the time we walk away because we don't get what we want. We don't like it. We don't like what we get. So we, we, I mean, I, I, you know, I used to say this to, to my kids. You've probably said it to your kids. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit, right? Well, Christians don't believe in that. You're, you're going to give me what I want. And if you don't, I'm going to walk away. There's a selfishness, an inherent self-serving, self-seeking mentality in all of us. And it's called our sinful nature. It rises up every day and says, get what you want. Get what you want. God will give you what you want. The church will give you what Go get you, 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 you. And we're very good at dressing up that selfishness and spirituality. 
We're good at making it look spiritual. These guys look spiritual, right? They come seeking Jesus. There'd have been other people probably didn't even bother to go go look for Jesus, Get didn't bother to get in a boat. They were just sitting at home. They look lazy. They look unspiritual. They look ungodly. I hate to say it. Sometimes the people who are probably more godly are the ones sleeping in on Sunday versus the ones sitting in the pew because a lot of people are sitting in the pew for self-serving, self-seeking reasons, self-glorifying reasons. Sometimes the more godly people, the people who are not at church versus the ones standing behind the pulpit serving preaching, but for self-seeking, self-serving reasons. Now, the good news is that's all bad news. <laughs> I don't know if you realize that. That's all convicting. The good news is, even though when we are self-seeking, even when we are self-serving, even when we are ungodly and our attitudes are wrong, Christ died for us and he seeked, he seeked, he seeks and saves that which is lost. He comes to those of us who are self-seeking and self-serving and he seeks and he serves and he saves because of his mercy and his grace. And that in Christ, we can be forgiven. In Christ, his seeking, his serving, and all that he did for us is given to us, imputed to us by faith alone. That's the good news. That's that's the gospel. The gospel is, hey, we seek him for the wrong reason, but he came to seek and to save that which is lost, to please, the, to, to, to do the will of the Father, as he even says. He says, uh, um, he talks about uh, that uh, that uh, doing the will of the Father is what you know he 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 loves to do. He says, "For I come down uh, from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of Him that sent me." That's John six thirty eight. We're unfaithful; He's faithful. We're self seeking. He he came to serve the Father, to do the will of the Father. He came to love us before we even would love him. He came to be faithful so we can find hope in the finished work of Christ. But I really want you to just consider today, what's your motivation? What are your reasons for serving? What is your reason for seeking? Now, there's plenty of other things in this text to look at. Let me, I, I want you to know. But that's what hit me, especially that contrast between John 6, 25, or John 6, 26, and John 6, 66, that contrast. What motivated the people to come looking for Jesus and what motivated the people to walk away? We know what motivated them to come after Jesus because they wanted physical food. They wanted that which perishes, that perisheth. They want, they wanted physical, they wanted their physical needs met. They wanted fleshly carnal, that fleshly carnal reasons. What led them to walk away is Jesus gave them spiritual truths, spiritual food. And they want the spiritual food. It challenged their way of thinking. They didn't like what they heard. It made them uncomfortable. It bothered them. People just want to hear what they already agree with. They want to hear. They want to, They don't ever want to be challenged or ever provoked in any way, shape, or form. John 6, 22 to 51. That is your today's focus. But specifically... Why are you serving Christ? Why are you seeking him? The why. 
the motivation. What are you real? Why are you doing what you're doing? I hope you give it serious thought and serious meditation because that is your today's focus for Saturday, September the 30th, 2023.